The peace of our Lord be with you. As you will, no doubt, have noticed, things worked out wonderfully well for the sad man and the sick woman in this morning's Gospel lesson. The sad man had a dying daughter, and the sick woman had a debilitating disease. They both sought help from Jesus, and the miracle they requested is the gift they received. The sad man's daughter was restored, and the sick woman's bleeding was relieved. Their prayers answered. Quickly, precisely, exactly, and completely. Sometimes, thanks be to God, things work out that way. Sometimes, we call out to God for healing, or relief, or deliverance. And like the sad man and the sick woman in this morning's Gospel lesson, the miracle we want is the gift we get. Sometimes, thanks be to God, things work out that way. Sometimes. But not always which is one of the great and unresolvable mysteries of our life with God. The mystery of sometimes. If God sometimes answers some of our prayers for healing, relief, or deliverance, why doesn't God always answer all of our prayers for healing, relief, and deliverance? The popular Christianity which dominates the part of the world in which you and I live has answers for those questions. Answers which often travel somewhere along the line of if we had prayed with more faith, God would have intervened. Or if we had prayed more persistently, God would have answered. Or if we had gotten more people to join us in our praying, God would have responded. What all of those answers have in common is that they see prayer as a transaction. A transaction in which God will only give us what we want if we approach God with enough faith or push God with enough persistence or 
impress God with enough partners to convince God to come around and do our will. A way of thinking which sees prayer as a transaction in which if we give God what God wants from us, then God will give us what we want from God. Many dear and good, deep and wonderful people think of prayer in that way. But that way of thinking about prayer does not ring true to me. I cannot imagine that God is sitting up there looking down on us in our agonies and struggles, waiting for us to work up a certain amount of faith, or put in a certain number of hours, or recruit a certain number of partners before giving us what God already knows we need. Rather than embrace that way of thinking about prayer, I'd rather just live with the mystery. I'd rather live with no answers than go with those answers. I'd rather just live with the unresolved and unresolvable mystery of why sometimes, like the sad man and the sick woman in this morning's Gospel lesson, we do get the miracle for which we so earnestly ache and desperately pray, but sometimes we don't. I cannot speak for you, but as for me, somewhere along the way, I made peace with that mystery. I just came to terms with it. Made peace with it. Somewhere along the way, I stopped needing an answer to the mystery of sometimes. Because at some point along the way, I stopped thinking of prayer as a transaction which either works or doesn't work, is answered or not answered. Somewhere along the way, I don't, couldn't tell you where or when, but somewhere along the way, prayer for me ceased to be a transaction to be successfully completed and became instead a life to be faithfully practiced what Paul called in the book of Philippians, praying without ceasing. There was a time in my life when I thought that when Paul called us to pray without ceasing, he was exaggerating, asking us to do something unreasonable and impossible. But now, what I once thought impossible to do, I find impossible not to do. 
You just wake up every morning and go about your day all through the day, day after ordinary day, walking with, talking to, and listening for God. It, it's like the Quaker, Thomas Kelly says. You, you can actually come to a place in your life where you live life on two levels simultaneously. On one level, you're going about your business, doing whatever it is that you have to do all through the day. And on another level, simultaneously, at the same time, you're constantly walking with, talking to, and listening for God. Telling God what you hope, fear, regret, remember, love, and hate. Seeking courage, guidance, wisdom, holiness, restraint, and strength. Talking, listening, walking, sitting, working, playing, resting, eating, drinking, sleeping in the spirit of prayer. Telling God the truth about what we want and need. And then trusting God either to give us the healing and relief for which we long and yearn and ache or to give us the strength to go through the wonderful thing God could have done but did not do.